uh, happy holidays, uh, Merry Christmas, welcome listeners to the Gazebo Effect Network Christmas special number two. That was a huge mouthful. Uh, this is one of the three podcasts of the network. I didn't, if you didn't know, we do three podcasts as a network. And that is Fandom Done Right, Star Wars Historian Show, and the Show of Requirement, a Harry Potter podcast, all available wherever you listen to podcasts. All over the place. Right, David? Everywhere. Freaking everywhere, guys. <laughs> everywhere. In your bathroom, yeah. on your phone, Google. Europe. Europe. Asia. Yeah, you can listen to it in Europe, Asia, all those places. We haven't Hogwarts. reached Antarctica. Hogwarts itself, yeah. All Can't be plotted on a map, but you actually. can listen to these podcasts there. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so my name is Spencer. I am one of the co-hosts of Fandom Done Right and the producer of Fandom Done Right. Um, and I am also a co-host of the Show of Requirement Harry Potter podcast. And it's my honor to introduce each of you. And I'm going to try and do something Christmassy with each introduction. Mm. I'm excited. So, um, David's the hardest. I still don't know what I'm going to do for David, but it's fine. <laughs> so, uh, so he's going brown, last. And gentlemen. <laughs> uh, first, first off, we have Tim Duncan, the basketball player. He's on the podcast. Uh, and what <laughs> he's a co-host of Phantom Done Right and Spencer and Tim Tackle. Phantom Done Right's like the Marvel Percy Jackson show, Spencer and Tim Tackle, which is our Tim and I's kitchen sink show, basically. <laughs> kitchen sink and trivia. Um, but we love it. And Tim is uh, our resident diehard as a Christmas movie person. Yes, sir. Yes, it <laughs> which is. I'm, we're going to put, and I'm, uh, that has been brought to the surface, and I am now putting it back in the depths of the sea because we spent quite a more, more than enough time last Christmas special discussing that. Yep. Next up uh, on Fandom Done Right, we have Cole Harris. Um, and Cole, well, on the last Marvel Monthly, you said you preferred Thanksgiving over Christmas. <laughs> I did. Which is a huge red flag for me. Huge dark side point, David. <laughs> I like my food. <laughs> uh, Abby is one of the co-hosts, the newest member of the Xebo Effect Network. She's on the show of Requirement Harry Potter podcast. And her favorite movie is Klaus, her favorite Christmas movie. And she is very much willing to say that. I'm so excited. And I still don't have something for David. <laughs> uh, well, you know, David... He's a he's a co-host of Star Wars Historian, maybe the host of an upcoming YouTube channel that I won't say anything about. Right. <laughs> Along absolutely. with Luke, which we love Luke. I hope he's doing well on his finals because mm -hmm. that's more important than this nonsense. Yeah. But when I think about David and I think about Christmas, I can only think of the song Oh Holy Night. Yeah. I thought of the star of David. Come, which hopefully will come up later in this episode. Yes, so I will not go into more detail on that at mm. this point in time. Funny we also have Krangis with us. We also have Krangis with us, the, fa the fact checker from Fandom Done yes. Right. And he almost, that was going to be my alternate, Cole, was actually <laughs> that Krangis almost destroyed your Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yes. Mm. Uh, side note, I have a Christmas playlist that you all have listened to probably. For whatever reason, my luck this year, no matter what I do on Shuffle, the second or third song will be Oh Holy Night by Josh Groban. 
and I have to subject myself to it every time. <laughs> and it's a little much when you've heard it dozens of times now. But anyway, we got a lot of topics today. We're going to be talking about Klaus later, so that's kind of the main topic. Um, we're not doing time codes because I'm going to be spending forever trying to edit a five-person podcast episode, so I will not be doing time codes. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, but first, uh, I wanted to do a couple of fun little side uh, conversations beforehand. And one of those is a Phantom Dunright staple, which is what have we been marveling lately except in parentheses, except it's not always Marvel. So I would want to hear what you guys have watched Christmas-wise this Christmas season. And it can be just like one thing, whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> and I can I can volunteer Cole first because Woo. he watched Violent Night. I did watch <laughs> Violent Night. I had a lot of fun with it. Obviously, was the, it violent? It was very violent, very brutal, very bloody. Had an interesting, probably the most interesting takeaway was the um, they changed Santa's origin. It's almost a Santa origin movie. Oh well, we are going to talk about two of those then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But for those listening who want to go see it, I'm not going to spoil it for you because it is a bit of a spoiler. Let's just say he gives Thor a run for his money. Um, I watched Spirited, which was oh. awesome. Spirited was a lot still. of fun. You need to watch it. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell take on A Christmas Carol. Absolute blast. Obviously, What's the, what's the Ryan Reynolds Christmas movie... Or he was fat at the beginning, and then he's all fit later. Has anyone seen that one? Nope. It's just me. I, I know, know what, what movie you're, you're talking, talking about, about, but I don't know what it's called. It was great. <laughs> Continue, somebody. While I quietly look that up. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, um, nope, sorry. Cole's still going. I, I was just going to name the obvious ones. Klaus and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. It's someone else's turn now. I haven't done a lot of Christmas watching lately, but I did see Spirited. Mm. Um, I did watch the Guardians holiday special. And then, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I haven't been very Christmassy yet. I watch Klaus every year, maybe twice <laughs> a year at this time. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I've got much going on Christmas-wise. Not yet. I always watch the um, cartoon The Grinch. It's like 30 minutes long. Or How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Because I like that version better than the Jim Carrey version. Hot take. Also, someone recently mm. said that they thought the Benedict Cumberbatch version was their favorite Christmas movie. Oh. Uh, no. Mm, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought Cumberbatch, that was a shocker, but, too. Mm. Who's I've next? Still, I've still got to watch Elf and... Uh, Christmas Vacation and Christmas Story, but I save those closer to the actual Just day. Friends. That's the Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> you finally found it. <laughs> I, well, you gotta understand, I looked up Ryan Reynolds' Christmas movie and I got a hundred million ads for Spirited, which is like, <laughs> yes, I know, but that's not, the one I'm, that's not the one I'm looking for. Yeah, I, I guess I would say for me, it's usually... Klaus is, is also one of my favorite Christmas movies. Polar Express with Tom Hanks. That's always mm. a good one to watch. Mm. Elf. Um, and then 
today I watched the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, the Lego one, not oh. the, not the, not the spicy Sydney <laughs> one. Although Star Wars fans are are they they they're screaming for it. They want that on Disney Plus, and I said absolutely not. We need to forget that it ever existed. <laughs> the actors want to forget it too. Oh yeah, Carrie Fisher would bring it out when she wanted people to leave her house. Yeah, that's yeah. what. Yeah, I saw that too. So. Yeah, but Elf is always good. Polar Express is always good. Klaus is no, very not good. the dead eyes. The dead <laughs> eyes of Polar Express. <laughs> the dead eyes of Polar Express. That's what we're watching next Saturday, guys. Woo! <laughs> I love it. All right, I love uh, it. It's just Tom Hanks good. plays all the characters. Yeah. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, so <laughs> I rewatched uh, Hawkeye. Uh, Ooh, I think yours better yeah. better the second mm, time that's around. That's a really good choice. Love yeah. that. Yes. Uh, I watched Spirited uh, with my dad, and like there were some parts where we were like, I don't know if we're gonna like how this ends, but then it ended, it ended well. We have no idea because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So once we watch it, we'll laugh with you guys later. Yeah. We'll like go back and time. edit. And it add is in a some wild laughter. movie. <laughs> add in a laugh track. Um, and then uh, we saw um, Die Hard last night, of course. Mm-hmm. It's a Duncan family tradition. Um, oh, my! I, me and my dad have been watching uh, great American family Christmas movies. And they're like the uh, kind of like Hallmark style, but family friendly movies oh yes it's so uh very forgettable um but some of them are fine that's kind of been it right now i don't have much either uh, i watched klaus for this for the first time save my thoughts for later mm-hmm. i watched a tv episode that i'm also going to talk about uh izzy and i saw falling for christmas or fall for christmas the Lindsay lohan one on Netflix. Did the you see it? Controversial Pepsi no, and milk. but I, I know about it, but I haven't seen it. Uh, well, it was Lindsay Lohan's big return? You know, she's not she's not on crack cocaine anymore, or whatever she was, whatever that dark place was. She's out of it, so Carrie it's good to see her on her feet again. So, anyway, it was fine. It's hallmark in every sense of the word, but it was it was fun. It was good. I, of course, I saw the Guardians Holiday Special as well, so um, that was really great. But otherwise, I didn't really have too much, yeah. So, our next segment, and I think this is really fun, and if you guys could reference what episode it is, that'd be great. But if you don't have an episode number, it's fine, because I asked for it just now. But we're going to talk about our favorite TV Christmas episodes and try to compile maybe what's the best one. A very objective opinion from subjective opinions that no one's going to be mad at us about <laughs> later on. And so someone besides Cole has to go first. Ha ha! Um, I really had a hard time choosing, but I really enjoy watching... A Christmas Carol, the Doctor Who episode with Ooh, Matt Smith. I forgot all the 
Christmas episodes of Doctor mm-hmm. Who. <laughs> I knew Cole was gonna. Abby told me well, she was gonna mention it, and Cole was. I was like, Cole's uh-huh. gonna be ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. This one's just really good. It's a it's a wholesome Christmas Carol story, except it's sci-fi because it's Doctor Who, um, and I just think it's really fun, um, and I enjoy watching it whenever it comes on. What makes it so Christmassy? Is it like the, well, the, the the classic tale of the Christmas Carol, or is it? It's pretty much so. Like on Christmas Eve the doctor travels into the past of like this bitter old man who so like the doctor's companions and like best friends are on a ship that's about to crash land (laughs) into a planet um and this old man has the power to save them but is really bitter and just doesn't want to um so the doctor travels time travels into his past present and future um, to intervene at different times to show him what he could be like and what he could do for the world. Um, and you get to see some of this guy's trauma. And as a therapist, that's always really interesting for me, too. <laughs> but um, it is, it's kind of a, it's a fun sci-fi spin on a classic Christmas carol. So, uh, Abby, have you, I know Cody's a big West Wing fan. Have you seen one of the first West, I think it's the first West Wing Christmas episode? Of all I don't about remember trauma. off the top of my head, but I have seen it. Uh, I will never be watching it again. But it was a lot. It was, it was an episode and it was three episodes in one for the emotional weight of it. But yeah, there's, anyway. there's a, there's a lot. Yeah. David. Alrighty, here we go. It's the one we've all been waiting for. Uh, So I chose the Perspectives on Christmas, which is the ninth episode of season five of Frasier. So just a quick rundown of what what the synopsis is. It's after... befriending a priest martin crane is asked to sing in a church's christmas pageant and obviously turns to frazier and niles his sons to kind of help him with his solo of oh holy night that is an absolutely fantastic hilarious scene um something that we at wholesome christmas with all of our friends we have to watch every single year it's just it's just that great um it's funny uh, it has a little bit of everything you know because fraser's trying to search for perfect gifts for everyone niles is trying to find some kind of inner strength daphne is concerned about martin's health as you know with those old-fashioned tv shows of like people believing two things of like one situation and martin says oh i don't know how long i'm gonna be here or something along those lines it has nothing to do with his health has to solely do with the pageant, but it's so funny. Um, and it's just one of my favorite favorite episodes for probably my favorite TV show of all time. I would also like to add an honorary mention. I don't know if any of you have seen the show, but have any of you seen The Vicar of Dibley? No. 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 It's a, okay, so it's a, it's a but British some listener has. So. Uh, <laughs> It's a British television show from like the 90s, but it's about this woman vicar who lives in this small town in England. Um, and, well, you know how people feel about women 
in ministry sometimes. Um, <laughs> so it Amen. takes her a while to <laughs> adjust just to the town. Feel about women. It <laughs> uh, takes her a little while to get the town to adjust to her, but by Christmas time, um, they're like all inviting her to Christmas lunch and she doesn't want to turn any of them down because she wants them all to like her. So she goes to like everyone's Christmas lunches back to back to back. So she's trying to eat little bits at a time, but she keeps getting fed all this food. So she, I don't know. It's just a really comical, it's a funny TV show. And it's, so it's a really comical episode, but. So it's like that episode or that part in the Jim Carrey Grinch where they just stuff his face full of pudding. <laughs> Pretty much. She has a sprout, <laughs> like a sprout eating contest, like Brussels sprouts with one of the guys. <laughs> um, and she gets so full. No, and there's like thanks. a scene where she leaves one and she's like crawling to the next one. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just funny. My mom would appreciate that because my parents also love that show. Um, but anyways, you guys should watch The Vicar of Dibley. I don't know where it is, but it's funny. Oh, is, it, is it my turn? Tim or Cole? Okay, I want to go before Tim, because Tim's going to appreciate the, my, my choice, even if he hasn't seen the episode. But I also have an honorable mention, like Abby. Yeah. Um, Sherlock the Abominable Bride. <laughs> it's a Christmas special. But I've got to say, my favorite Christmas episode is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, season three, episode ten. Yippee kayak, where <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. That was a be great episode. Where um, Jake gets uh, held in a hostage diehard situation at a sporting goods store, and or just a Christmas or just at a store, and Terry has to come save him, and then Boyle comes in and says the line. But butchers it. Kip yippy kayak other buckets. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. That's mine. Tim, your turn. I I love that. Uh man, that that subgenre is awesome. <laughs> where just someone's trapped in a building uh and they're being attacked and stuff. It's my favorite subgenre. Um <laughs> I think so I don't really watch a lot of televisions that uh, television shows that have Christmas episodes. Um, so I, I had to think hard about this one. Uh, and I thought of home improvement. Uh, this what? is season, <laughs> season two, episode 12. Uh, it's called, <laughs> um, uh, I'm scheming of a white Christmas. And it's just, it's, Home Improvement Chaos. Uh, uh, Which Tim, we love. Tim the Tool Man, uh, he's doing a, a light con- light uh, show contest with his neighbor. And so he has this, uh, he built a snowman and decked it out with lights that are so bright that you have to wear sunglasses uh, just to look at it. And Wouldn't so it his melt neighbors the are all angry. Uh, and then um, his two of his kids are trying to do like a, charity drive to help uh, a nonprofit, but then they end up stealing from it. Uh, they get caught. So his parents uh, teach them the lesson of um, giving. Um, so it has that Christmas theme to it still. Uh, and then with the home improvement show, 
Um, they, they bring on like a, a singing group to sing a Christmas carol. Um, it's just, it's got all of the parts of Christmas while still having the parts of home improvement. And, uh, for me, I'm a huge home improvement guy. I love Tim Allen. I mean, I named myself after Tim. So. (laughs) (laughs) Right right when he came out, he goes, my name is Tim after Tim Allen. Reminds me, I started watching the new Santa Claus TV show. Yeah. And I stopped about halfway through the first episode. <laughs> yeah. And haven't revisited it. I decided yep. to spare myself uh, the pain, you know? Yeah. The I first two about movies that. were great. So I've I've continued. I've kept up with it. And uh, there's some times it's great. There's some times it's gone way downhill. Is it worth me sticking through it to watch the TV show as a full, or am I missing uh, out on much? So, at the the latest episode, um, I watched the latest episode, and at that point, I don't know if I should tell you to continue or not. Um, <laughs> okay. It's just, the last episode was just, it's at that point where it could end great or not good. Okay. We'll see. Well, my I was wa- I was wanting to go last because I wanted to see if anyone would mention it. But also, Luke's not here, and I think this would be the one Luke would bring up. So, my honorary mention is at least two community Christmas episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the entire stop motion animated one, yes, yeah, is near perfection. That one I was almost my motion. choice. <laughs> you hate it. I can't do claymation. I can't do stop motion. I, I don't that's like That's the thing. David, that's the thing. That's the thing that Abby hates. It's stop motion. <laughs> yeah, she hates it. That, yeah. Wallace and Gromit? It's creepy. Nope, we have to highlight that. Chicken Wallace run? Can't do Let's it. Let's spend the next 30 minutes talking about stop motion <laughs> animation. I'm just going to keep naming things. Elf. Like <laughs> Tim Burton's movies? Yeah. Mm-mm. Not about mm. it. Mm. Yeah, Tim Burton's a whole different... A whole Nightmare different Before mess. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So that's what that's one honor mentioned. There's one where they have to replace the Glee Club for a Christmas like present presentation, and that one's hilarious because everyone's really mean to oh, what's her name? Britta. Britta. Yeah, Britta. Because they <laughs> oh, think Britta's she in can't this. Sing. <laughs> so those are all honorable mentions. And I was trying to think of my favorite TV shows, and I I lean towards Parks and Rec, and I genuinely don't think there is a Parks and Rec Christmas episode. There's, if there is, I don't remember. I looked. There well. isn't a lot. There's like three. I just don't remember them right. very well. They're not, you know. And we haven't mentioned The Office. Abby's husband would be ashamed of us. But I the love there's, when, some, there's some good one-liners in the. Christmas <laughs> what I think episodes. of is when Michael is Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep, that, that's exactly where I'm going. That's the only one I can think of. He heals leopards. He the has Antichrist. the power of flight. <laughs> he just Jesus turns to Santa. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then there's the one. He slurped my role as Santa. And that's not the same one as when Dwight has his like traditional Dutch. Belschnickel. Belschnickel. <laughs> yes. Uh, and there's the one where there's a snowball fight with Dwight and Jim. Um, that goes way too terrible. far. And there's like Christmas, Christmas Michael. Yes, yes. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of good Office ones. So my other favorite TV show is probably Chuck and maybe Castle and Psych. Psych has a couple good mm-hmm. Christmas episodes. 
Castle actually has a really good one. I don't remember which season it is. I want to say it's season three or four. It's pretty later on. But Mm -hmm. Chuck does really not doesn't have any notable ones, but it has a really great couple of Black Friday ones because it's superstore (laughs) humor. So the Black Friday ones are the best. But my choice, and this is objective, objectively to me, the best Christmas episode is Ted Lasso season two, episode four. And I don't think there's any Ted Lasso fans in the house. such a good episode. Abby's seen it. Abby's seen it. Yeah, Cody It is objectively. It is objectively a good because someone lose Ted loses Christmas spirit because he's all alone, and then someone helps him to regain it. And um, there's so many funny moments in it, and all of the players from other countries spend Christmas at the business associate character's house mm-hmm. with all five of his kids, and then they all have their like little different adventures. Um, Christmas things, and then they all come back together um, for Christmas for the, like the end, and they're all singing outside, and it's snowing, and then Santa goes through the sky, which makes Santa real in the Ted Lasso universe. They just did that. They just did it. They just pulled it off. <laughs> and uh, my favorite part of the episode is Roy Kent, who <laughs> is so what's, mean. What's his relation to Clark? Clark? Kent. Clark Kent. Not relation. Darn. We are not relations, as Forrest Gump <laughs> would say. So <laughs> his niece uh, has this problem where her medication is making her breath so bad that like they're like almost throwing up with how bad it is. <laughs> um, and they're go- he's like, come on, we're going to my posh na- stupid posh neighborhood, and if we don't find a dentist in ten houses, I, I will give you both a thousand pounds. <laughs> and so they go through um, like all these houses, and they finally get help, and it's just really sweet. It's a really sweet story. Very Christmassy. So that's, that's, my, that's my official favorite TV Christmas episode, but there's so many good ones. And I didn't bring up Frasier because, well, David was going to. excellent well um i don't know if i want to make a choice here i want the best one is i don't know if i can't there's so many good i think we should let our listeners decide because we're all biased that's a good idea write into your respective podcast you're listening to and let us know and we'll post about it later so now would be a great time i'm going to pass things off to abby who is agreed to uh take us through a great christmas movie you heard me david i said it it's a great christmas movie <laughs> he, he thought i hated it i'm ready to throw down i'm, I'm ready <laughs> to no, argue there's no throwing down the happen <laughs> let's good. throw it down <laughs> it's not christmas without family fighting well i'm gonna be part of the redhead family <laughs> and david can be of the emo guys <laughs> Listen, just because I wore black during college doesn't mean I'm emo. <laughs> I know. Fake news. Someone ring the Fake bell. Fake news. Time to, someone ring the bell in the middle of town square because it's time to throw down and talk about clothes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, guys, I am so excited that we watched this movie and we get to review it. And for those of you who haven't seen it before, I'm glad that you got to see it for the first time because, as it's been said, it is my favorite Christmas movie. 
for the last few years since it came out. Show of hands if this is your first time seeing it. This is really helpful for podcast listeners. I know, that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Cole would do that on purpose. If this is, is the first time Cole you see it, Spencer? say I. It's Cole and I. I. Cool. I. <laughs> so I had every plan of watching it before now, but didn't. I'll be the first to admit, I cry every time I watch this movie. Because I think it's Izzy so and I wholesome. teared up as well. It's so good. I'll give a little summary and then we'll we'll dig into like our best bits and the reviews. But so this is an animated movie. What kind of animation would we consider this? Like a I don't know. It's, it's unique. It's, it's like kind hand of a, drawn in a way. But also three D. Three D. It's a bit yeah. it's a bit spider versey, honestly. Yes. I love but not the as animation cool. so much. Uh, it's more, it's a little more calm and laid back than Spider Verse and yes. definitely uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. If you have not seen that, Ooh, great, go movie. watch it. Go and watch it right, right after, uh, as soon as you can, <laughs> because it was the weird. It's the weird thing they made right after Spider Verse, and it's awesome. It's on Netflix, nice. I think. But anyway, yes. Okay. Something in that category. Well, it is- a wholesome animated Christmas comedy movie that is amazing. But synopsis, when Jesper distinguishes himself as the Postal Academy's worst student, he's stationed on a frozen island above the Arctic Circle where the feuding locals hardly exchange words, let alone letters. Jesper is about to give up when he finds an ally in in local teacher Alva, played by Rashida Jones, and discovers Klaus played by J.K. Simmons, a mysterious carpenter who lives alone in a cabin full of handmade toys. These unlikely friendships return laughter to Smearinsburg, a forging new legacy of generous neighbors, magical lore and stockings hung by the chimney with care. So basically, Smearinsburg has this horrible feuding history between these two families. And so when Jesper arrives... At Schmierensburg. One, Jesper at the beginning. Also, the character development in this alone is fantastic. Sorry, I'm giving my reviews first. And <laughs> <laughs> it's um, totally fine. I love it so much and I have a Go lot off, of Go off, girl. Um, Jesper is kind of a stuck-up snob. His dad runs basically like the World Postal Service. Um, and so it shouldn't he's just be kind that of spoiled brat. <laughs> it shouldn't be that fruitful of a career, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's not very realistic. I mean, <laughs> no. His, but anyways, Jesper's a spoiled brat. His dad's like, you need to learn some responsibility, and you need to do something with your life, and so you need to work. You need to do some labor. So he sends him to the middle of nowhere in the Arctic, this little town with a feuding history with these two families that hate each other, and they're like awful to each other. They're constantly fighting. Um. And he's trying to figure out how to live and trying to get people to send letters, which nobody does in this city. Um, While in the process, making new friendships and meeting new people and they find the spirit of Christmas. But I want to know what you guys thought about Klaus. And I don't know if I want to start with the newbies or if I want to start with the returnees. It's up to you. Um, I want to hear Cole and Spencer's thoughts first. Cole, well, what do you got? 
So right off the... If you say you hate it, I'll be offended. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite very the, offended. Quite the Again, opposite. why we've never done an episode on Back to the Future. <laughs> quite the opposite, really. Yes. I, I loved it, but for a very specific reason. I did like the story. The story was interesting. It kept me engaged. But it reminded me so much of my favorite movie, probably of all time. The Emperor's New Groove. The humor I just, and I was thinking really the does. same thing. The, really the way that the, the dialogue was delivered. Emperor's New Groove. I was like, okay, I can sit here and watch this all day long. Mm-hmm. And even some of the animation. And I did some research and there's no connection between the two. There were no animators in common, no directors, nothing. But I had a good time. Um I mean, you can't go wrong with J.K. Simmons as Santa. They had a stellar cast. Mm -hmm. I could have sworn, and I had to look it up halfway through watching it. I could have sworn that uh, David Spade played Jesper. Played Jesper, which is why I said David Schwartzman. Did you hear me introduce him as David Schwartzman? (laughs) Because I keep thinking it's David Spade. (laughs) It's it's a little scary close, especially J.K. Simmons, his Klaus voice. Because this is not this is not a I will never diss on J.K. Simmons because Tim and I know and Cole from Invincible mm-hmm. that J.K. Simmons has quite the range in the voice. He's gonna mess you well. up. Yes, I mean, have you he seen has, he has Palm Springs? <laughs> I have seen Palm Springs. <laughs> it's one of the best movies I've seen this year. Honestly, it was it was a wild ride. It was nuts. So I kind of love everything he does. Uh, regardless of how chaotic it is and so but i really thought it was john goodman but i was like they couldn't have done that he's just gotcha then so it does give me emperor's new graves new emperor's new groove vibes but it's Mm -hmm. in in a good way uh since i'm okay with spoiling this movie what i was kind of surprised about was the the real kind of center of the story is infertility which is something that's being talked about more and more in society. But that was like the, the heart of the story was why and why all the toys were made and why Klaus was the way that he was, which is really sad. There's a lot of it's, grief. Yeah. It's that. You know, he lost this his wife. Up. He lost. It, both of them handed it really well. Yeah. It fit but really like, well yeah. in phase four with the grief. <laughs> <laughs> I work for a grief center, so when I watch this movie every time, I'm like, they're grieving. Everything's <laughs> grieving. Yeah, That's Marvel's phase four. It's what, that's what we decided last week. Everything's grief. <laughs> In some format. Well, yeah. I don't so know if it's my favorite Christmas movie. And I'd I don't know it if again. it's my favorite. I would watch it again. I don't know if it's my favorite origin of Santa Claus movie either. But mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything that you guys didn't like about it? In particular? I don't know. Okay. I And it could just be me and the way that my eyes are. But some of the animation was hard to watch. But I have that problem. That's a brain issue I have. And also I have that issue with um, Into the uh, or with the Spider-Verse movie. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would argue Spider-Verse is probably worse for you, right? Yeah, because Not it's got argue. a lot of it's flashing trippy. lights. I was going to say, it's trippy on normal eyes. 
Yeah. I say normal. This is Mine easier. You're fine. Normal. <laughs> uh, the, fish, the fish grossed me out. Yeah, the fish were weird. Um, I yeah, I agree. Gosh dang it! I was I should I wish I could backtrack because my first thoughts on Klaus I was gonna say I just have one word for this whole movie. Mine. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, but that's actually something I didn't like about it, probably. Yeah, they're they're t- those are two characters that I'm not huge fan like a huge fan of. But also, it's like. Gigantic there's nothing, children. There's nothing more novel with animated movies and figures that don't make sense. And like she kept getting bigger. She kept getting <laughs> bigger true. throughout <laughs> the movie. Incredibles, Klaus, all these movies. Yep. Some of them have such little legs. <laughs> well, Tim and David, I want to hear your thoughts too. I know that I Dave, I've talked with David about it, so I know David had seen it. Tim, I didn't remember that you had seen it so i want to know your thoughts about when you first watched it but then also re-watching it oh yeah okay so i think you guys are gonna have to wait for me to say everything before you express your emotions you so, go ahead this is the time to throw down <laughs> yeah we all i'm we, ringing the bell we expected this so go ahead <laughs> <laughs> David's stretching right now. Listeners. David okay, looks like so he's ready to get in the ring. I probably watched Bing. this the f- for the first time when it came out in uh, 2019. 20, yeah. Yes. I watched it at first then. Um, I just, I didn't really care for it. Like there were still some parts of it that I liked. It was just... <laughs> From the from the beginning to the end, it was such a drastic change, and I was like, "This is a wild movie." Um, but the, the the this time I watched it, I really liked it. I really did. Um, now the, the beginning was still very jarring. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I, I'm also going through a phase where I'm trying to identify movies that have like a Romeo and Juliet stereotype to them. Um, because I, I don't really like that in stories, and this had that. Um, but also, uh, this was done well. It was very funny, um, and it developed all the characters well using that uh, framework. Um, Klaus is great. Uh, very fun Santa, like grumpy, but also has a great laugh. J.K. Simmons is great as Santa. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just the from the beginning it was just very jarring with war, battle, chopping up fish, and yet this movie was rated PG. Um mm-hmm. just just very different from beginning to end, but like you said, it was very good at developing the characters. Yeah. Well, I think at the beginning we feel probably a lot of what Jasper felt when he arrived at Schmierensburg or Schmierensburg. Yeah. <laughs> that like what the heck is going on? I'm so overwhelmed. So much hopelessness. This is so chaotic. <laughs> oh. Um I forgot Norm McDonald as the voice of the peace. guy. Yeah, rest in peace. He's probably I, one of my gonna, favorite SNL alumni. He is I hilarious. was going to bring that up, so I'm glad you did cuz very sad. Very sad. 
But I'm, honestly, it was good to see him in something that's just kind of out of his norm. Uh, ah. Frank Caliendo does a great Norm Macdonald impression as well. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. You know what Smirensburg is a lot like? The island in How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> Never seen it. I don't, Really? I, I will not watch that movie. What? Wow. I'm surprised. I would have expected at least Cole to have seen it. Nope, haven't seen it. No. I I liked the original books. Oh, see, I forgot that they were books first. Oh, David, I really want to hear your thoughts. It's great, on Klaus. Okay. I saved we saved you for last, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I saw this movie. I didn't see it when it came out in 2019. I think I saw it in 2020, and I loved it. A lot. I just think the cast is perfect. Like J.K. Simmons as Klaus, fantastic. Rashida Jones as Alva, fantastic. Joan uh, Cusack as Crumb. The I the, think she was actually my favorite casting of the whole movie. It was Joan? Yes. Cusack. Yeah. She. It was She's good. So good. You could say this is an origin origin story for Victor Crumb as well, if you wanted to. I knew it. Um, I knew it. I had to. I had to throw that in there. I could not 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 throw it in there you know um and i just i but you know my favorite character in this entire movie is margu oh. she is my favorite oh, yes. character She's precious i will defend her to the death um just the cutest little thing loved her um and so yeah, I just thought this was a really good, nice spin, really good twist on the Santa Claus story. It was new. It was fresh. I think Spencer is absolutely right when he talks about, you know, it talking about infertility and that being just an important theme, especially in a world where it's difficult to kind of talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, we all we all know somebody who's been affected by that um, and how hard that is. Yeah, and I think it's done in in such a good way. And and I love the fact that, you know, Claus's wife was still involved even when she, even like after her death, you know, and just that kind of magic in the air that is Christmas and Yeah. And and I think it just it ends on a very very happy note. I think the way that it ends is is my favorite because it's you know, Klaus eventually, you know, they're doing this for years and years and years. And then eventually on the 12th year, follows the wisp of the wind up into a sunny hill and just kind of disappears to join his wife, uh, but is still able to return to deliver toys across the world and to visit Jesper. That's just, it's beautiful to me. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, I think this entire movie is done extremely well. And I think it has something for everybody. I mean, it talks about putting aside rivalries, especially for the children, which is brilliant. Think of the children. Um, (laughs) And so I I just think, yeah, this is a fantastic Christmas movie. And I won't be so intolerant that I will be upset if this isn't your favorite christmas movie <laughs> but if you do not like this movie 
you do not like movies at all. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> it's always uh, Tim came me. around though. Tim <laughs> came around, and I'm happy about that. You know, maybe maybe Tim, you were having a bad day the first time you saw this movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know. M- Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe you blew a tire or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe you <laughs> ate like a bad chicken nugget. I, I mean, it could be anything, really. But mm. I I do genuinely think that if you watch this movie and at least don't say, "Oh, it was a good movie," I don't want to talk to you about films or nothing. Mm. I think my favorite parts are actually bef- almost before Klaus says anything, like the first night where he's like. He gives him the frog, and they just stand. They both just stand there at the window and stare at the toy while he. You while, see that's he a really good scene. Little boy yeah. laughing and chasing it around. That's yeah. one of my Klaus teary is just moments. standing there watching. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. So it's very precious. I mean, all the kids are super cute. Yeah, and then also the recognizing of other cultures, mm-hmm. like Margot, like them learning, like her learning some English and them learning some of her her language. Mm-hmm. To the point where Jesper's having a full conversation with her later in the movie. Right. In both languages. <laughs> so cute. I love fun. her it's so very, much. It's too cute. It's way too cute. What and he my tries favorite. to put... That was the okay. point of the movie, though. That was like the, the kind of the right. turning point was where Jesper tried to make the gift himself. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. I mean, I have a lot of favorite parts to this movie, but I also like when Alva seems to have like lost all hope in teaching and it's just kind of given up. Um, she has kids coming in asking her questions about school and you just kind of see she's like trying to dismiss them, trying not to answer. If I teach you one thing, will you leave? (laughs) Uh And then she sees the hunger for learning that they have. And then you see this kind of spark come back to her. Yeah. And you see her character development too and her growth and hope in teaching children again. And I think having an educator as a mom also like with all the stuff during the pandemic like knowing mm-hmm. that so many teachers are in the spot of like they're just so done and mm-hmm. they're so they're losing their hope but this is what it's all about is like when you have those moments with kids mm-hmm. and in therapy same for me like when I have those moments with kids or with families where you just see the shift and you see mm-hmm. them they're hungry for change and for learning and you realize yeah this is why I do what I do and this is why I'm passionate about it. And so I loved seeing that for Alva in this movie as well. What are some other favorite moments, Cole? Or well, I, I mean, I guess you can go back to the whole, you know, her, like, if I teach you guys one thing, can you guys go away? Is the fact of, like, when the little girl writes her name and she says, oh, wow. That's so what that's what my name, that's how you spell my name. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. They're it's all so like, good. I want to spell my name. I want to write my name. Yeah. I think, honestly, I could care less about the Ellingbow and Crumb thing, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really was was not a super important thing to me. And so yeah. if you're just, if, if any one of you said that you didn't like, if anyone had said that you didn't like, like the Crumb Ellingbow part of the that. story i would have been yeah. like perfectly fine uh mm-hmm. but i think my my favorite part is is really whenever jasper or jesper he he has the opportunity to go home and he decides not to um or 
he, he's thinking about he's contemplating that and uh you know alva she's just like you obviously have no idea what you've just done and we you remember how you enter into uh Smearinsburg. like you you see someone literally just moving a dead body in the snow just like all weirdly and they do it again like, later yeah. in the same movie she's like, yeah they're stopping traffic so that they could carry the body across the yeah there there's forks and pitch and not like all like weapons of destruction like just all all up against people's houses and stuff like that and then you see it at the end of the movie and it has completely changed um Mm -hmm. and there was something that klaus said and i should have written it down but it was something along the lines of just like a selfless deed leads to another another. yeah Mm -hmm. sparks another one act Uh, of goodwill and you you got to see that play out in the town and so i think when when you get to see that i think that was probably one of my favorite scenes from this movie i think it pointed out to how it can spread to parents like adults can also have mm-hmm. oh yeah th- that one act of goodwill leads to another because the kids do good things and then the adults do good things like the adults like i'm gonna give you some or well, like i'm gonna give you some cherries well i'm gonna give you a cherry pie well i'm gonna give you a cherry <laughs> cheesecake each other. <laughs> and then they're just like inviting each other into their, each other's homes and it's just a um, it's a very sweet montage but jesper's just always sparks another <laughs> i just like that so. jesper's kind of almost doing it on accident like he's just trying to get himself home and he's like yeah. write a letter. we can't write letters well and he just throws him at the teacher and that yeah. sparks a change mm-hmm. unintentionally on his part and then he's like, he's just, he's trying to get back at one bully. And he's yes. like, he right. knows. He can always see when you're doing something wrong. And then he makes all of the kids. And then he makes all the adults do good things. And uh-huh. as much as I hate the Ellingbow crumb, I love Joan Cusack so much. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, like, why do you she think was we're good. Here? Um, Midnight Brawl? No! <laughs> <laughs> Look around. They're all like, cookouts and parties. <laughs> And karaoke was Wong there. Wait, did you guys know Joan Cusack was Jesse in there. Toy Story? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, also, but I think of School of Rock when I think of Joan Cusack. Oh, I think of School of Rock too. Always. A series of unfortunate events. Oh, yeah, that too. But School of Rock mostly. Colin, Tim, any moments that you just really liked out of this movie or that you appreciated? Yeah, uh, so one thing I really like, like about this movie, um, all the kindness started with the kids. Like, he, he gave mm-hmm. the to- first toy to the one kid, then another kid saw it, they played with it, then more kids saw it, they wanted toys, they got the toys, then they started doing chores and shoveling snow and stuff to get more toys. Um, and it was kind of selfish at first, but it mended the the relationship ties between um the Ellen Bows and the Crumbs. Uh, but then the older people of the two families are like, okay, but how long will this last? Like once the kids stop, then the grownups will go back to feuding. Um, and uh, so it's not a permanent solution. It's not sustainable. Um, so, so it has to go beyond just selfish desires of just toys to actual deeper friendships between the two families. Um, mm-hmm. Something deeper has to be fixed. Uh, and then it, it goes into like 
um, almost generational uh, fixes because toward the end of the movie, um, like the, the movie could have ended uh, with um, Jasper deciding to stay and that's it. Um, but no, we, we see that uh, him and Alva have kids. We see that um, uh, Klaus goes into uh, being Santa essence. Uh, and then we see uh, Margu as an adult. Um, and so we see all of these people being older and the effects Mom. of all this change and stuff. Uh, and, and yeah, even, even mine lady, uh, uh, we see that, I mean, as much as I don't like the Romeo and Juliet stereotype for framework, we see that that is used to, to mend the two families and that, uh, even that makes it so that the, the city can actually, um, well, I'm assuming I'm kind of reading into it a little bit that the city can trade with the mainland and stuff because uh, him and Santa, Jasper and Santa, Claus, uh, were able to do gifts on the mainland. So I'm assuming they have more trade routes and stuff so they're able to expand and stuff. Might be reading into that a little bit, but it just um, there's so much generational fixes and mending Um that happened because it all started with the kids and then that led to the adults and then that led to deeper friendships. Yeah. That's awesome. Cole, do you have any thoughts, any favorite parts or moments you appreciated? My favorite part was kind of the epilogue um, where Santa or where Klaus just the animation of where he walks through the trees mm. and then the camera yeah. keeps going and he's not there. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. It was really good. More tears on my yes. <laughs> watching. Yeah. I feel like uh, <laughs> if you like JK Simmons in this voice acting role, you should probably not watch invincible. <laughs> 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 it's not for children's eyes anyway. That's fair. <laughs> bloody as all get out. But both great both great roles. Great movie. Uh well, ratings? Ratings? Yeah, I was about to say ratings overall. Mm. How would you guys rate it? David, don't hurt me. I'm gonna say eight out of ten. I'm with Spencer. Sorry guys. I'm not sorry. I'm gonna give it a nine. You would think that I would give it a 10, but, you know, really that whole Ellingbow crumb mm-hmm. thing yeah. just really brought it down for me. Uh, other than that, it's a it's a flawless film regardless, so I'm going to yeah. give it a 9, 9 out of 10. Tim? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to go with the 8 out of 10. Abby? Nice. I think I'd agree with David on a 9. I agree the Ellingbow crumb thing got a little old. It, when I go back and do rewatches, I skip the whole history portion where they're showing like the portraits on the walls and all mm-hmm. the things. But but someone spent so much time drawing those. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciated it the first time. You're right. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so I'd give it a solid nine out of ten. I think it's awesome. Mm. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, all that we've talked about, I'm going to do my due diligence, my duty for the podcast and say, what's coming next on the Gazebo Effect <laughs> Network? I'll start with Fandom Done Right. Uh, We're going to do one more episode in 2022. We currently don't know what it is. It's going to be a surprise. We have some ideas flowing around, so... Not enough time to send something in to suggest something, but it's coming at you next week or before Christmas. I don't know. And so for the show of requirement, we have two more episodes coming your way. We've already recorded them, actually, so they're just going to be firing out uh, Tuesday and the next Tuesday, which is the end of Prisoner of Azkaban and the series finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, the series finale of this set of read-throughs and season three really awesome time thank you so much for listening to the, all of those if you have been and star wars historians i don't know if yeah the next so thing's coming but yeah so once luke finishes with his school we're going to do just one episode over andor to where we're just covering the show uh just kind of talking through all of the all of the best points do the conversation about you know, is our shows like Andor really where Star Wars should be going or is that an overreaction? And then we're also going to touch on the tales of the Jedi as well. Uh, those fantastic little animated shorts. So we got two episodes at the least coming out before the year is over. Wow, that's great. Uh, and if you want to keep track of those, uh, I would for sure if you have social media, if you don't, that's great. You can follow them on all the podcast channels, but we're also on Instagram. Mm. Fandom done right. No messing it up. H Potter underscore fanatics. It's, <laughs> it's supposed to be Harry Potter fan page right now. It depends on, <laughs> depends on the time of year. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's just podcast related stuff. And then right. Star Wars historian. Yeah. The SW historian. SW yeah. historian. That's right. Sorry. Someone, someone that's not doing anything cool took the title of Star Wars historian and they they, hand yeah. it and they should give it. Yeah, they you. took it. So that's they should stupid. give it to you. And I want it back. Not, what are they doing? I want it back. They don't <laughs> do they anything. Doing? They only have thirty three followers. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> you would know. Of course you know. <laughs> I was very satisfied when I put. Oh, what the handle? I was just there, and I was like, "Well, that's it. I'm not changing that. <laughs> don't touch anything, Cole or Tim." <laughs> at least Cole I know Cole's on the uh, Instagram anyway um, on behalf of all three podcasts and the Gazebo Fett Network thank you for a great 2022 a couple more episodes of each coming your way um, but thank you so much for listening a very Merry Christmas from all of us to you and we'll see you next time uh, Christmas mischief managed see you next week may the force, uh, may the force be, with, be you. with you oh I did it I did it guys I did it thanks for listening <laughs>